So, of course, as we've said, today's Mother's Day. Everybody here already knows that. And, you know, it's a day that we, we thank our moms. You know, we, we thank our moms for, well, for listening to us when really all we did was think about ourselves and for being patient with us when really we deserve to get hit on the side of the head with a two-by-four from... T- you know what I'm talking about, and for always being there for us, for, for being faithful in the hard times and for forgiving us in the bad times. Our moms have loved us. They've loved us fiercely, and they've loved us well. And so we're all grateful for our moms and the love that they've shared with us. And it's only right, I think, that we ask ourselves if mother love tells us something about God's love. Because you would assume that it would, right? Men and women both made in the image of God. We would think that just as a father loves his children and that reflects on our heavenly father, surely a mother's love for her children, that distinctive mother love, would tell us something about God. And I think it does. And that's what I want to talk about this morning. Now, you might might wonder about that because when you read the Bible, it very rarely uses metaphor and simile ascribing to God female characteristics. And I think there's a reason for that. At least one reason certainly has to be the spiritual danger Israel was in in the ancient world. The Canaanite religion was a fertility religion, and all fertility religions tend to have female deities. And I think one reason for the Bible's caution about about talking of God's love in terms of a mother's love for her children may very well be because God doesn't want Israel getting confused about his truth versus the error of the Canaanites. But having said that, it's interesting that the Bible does in various places compare God's love to that of a mother. And ironically, because it's not done very often when it is so, we sit up and we take notice and and we're more likely to pay attention to what it says. So I want to take two verses that speak or two passages that speak of God's love in terms of mother love. The first is in Isaiah, and the second is in Matthew. So starting in Isaiah 49, listen to what this says. Zion said, the Lord has forsaken me. The Lord has forgotten me. Can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion on the child she has born? Though she may forget... I will not forget you. I have engraved you on the palms of my hands. Your walls are ever before me. As a mother is faithful, even in hard times, God is saying that he is faithful as a mother is faithful. He says, can a mother possibly forget her child? You feel forgotten now, he says to the people of Israel. You feel forgotten, but could a mother forget her child? The obvious answer is no. It's not going to happen. And then the word comes, even if 
a mother might forget. Even if that could happen, I will not forget you. Because God is filled with a motherly compassion for his children. In fact, interestingly, the Hebrew word for compassion here, it comes from the same root from the Hebrew word for womb, compassion, womb. God has this deep compassion for his people, so he never turns from them, never forgets them, never lets them down. He is ever, ever faithful. In fact, he says, your very name, it's written on my palms. God can't put forth his hand to act without being reminded of his people, without being reminded of you. Mothers are like that. God is like that. And in fact, the Bible says it from Genesis to Revelation. God is faithful. It doesn't always draw out the metaphor of mother love, but the message of faithfulness is there again and again. Let me read three quick verses. In Isaiah 44, it says, I have made you. You are my servant, O Israel. I will not forget you. Then in Psalm 94, for the Lord will not reject his people. He will never forsake his inheritance. Hebrews 13, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. And so God is the faithful God. Even in the hard times when we can't see him and it seems he's far off, he's thinking about us. He's committed to us. He stands with us. This is the God who stands and stays like a mother, only more so. And then God is not only faithful, like mothers are forgiving, God is forgiving. God desires to forgive and bring about reconciliation. So Jesus is walking across the countryside, making his way to Jerusalem, and he stops and he pauses and sees the city in the near distance. And his heart is stirred because so many had resisted his gospel, his message of God's care and God's love. And so listen to what he says. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those sent to you, how often I have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, and you were not willing. See, there's this resistance on the part of God's people to this message of love and forgiveness, but the desire to forgive and to be reconciled, that is still in the heart of God, and it's revealed in the heart of Jesus, who is God with us. It says, I, I yearn to be like a, like a hen, like a mother hen, gathering her brood under her wings to take care of you, to be reconciled, to put an end to all these things that trouble you so much. See how Jesus is drawing the comparison? That's interesting, isn't it? And once again, that is God throughout the scriptures. Even when 
The metaphor of motherhood is not in the picture. God's desire to forgive is. Three quick verses, Isaiah 30. The Lord longs to be gracious to you. We don't back God into a corner where he has to forgive us. God wants to forgive. He longs to be gracious. James 5, the Lord is full of compassion and mercy. Psalm 86, but you, O Lord, are a compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. That's good, isn't it? I mean, that's really good. Jesus brings this out in a parable that he once told. He is being criticized by religious leaders because, well, they didn't think he was pious enough. And they didn't think that because he hung out with sinners too much. He seemed to like people who had unresolved issues in their lives, who weren't living a socially acceptable life. He went to those people. He cared about those people, and that brought a lot of criticism on Jesus. So he told some parables to try to get across the point that God forgives and longs to, be, to have reconciliation between sinners and himself. One of those parables in Luke chapter 15 involves a woman. We know she was married. She may or may not have been a mother, but it involves a woman who stands in the place of God. You know the parable. There was a woman with 10 silver coins. Now, you may or may not know those 10 coins were probably her dowry when she got married. And if that's the case, she came from a very modest family. That wasn't a rich dowry, but it was important to her. If she came from a modest family, she certainly married a man of modest means. And so she's at home and she loses one of those coins. Now, her home would have been very, very small. There would be a tiny window letting in a just tiny bit of light. The floor would be made of stone, rough-hewn stone. It would have been uncomfortable to walk across in bare feet. But she lost her coin. So she lights an oil lamp. Doesn't put out a lot of light, but more than she's getting from the window. And she takes a broom and she starts sweeping the floor trying to find that coin. She has to find that coin. It may not look like a lot to someone who's wealthy, but it meant something to her. She has to find it. Archaeologists, by the way, have found homes from this period of time and other periods, and they've been able to date when people lived in them because they have frequently found coins fallen in the cracks between the stones. And it's so dark, it's hard to find it. So there she is. She's sweeping. She's trying to find it. Maybe she gets down on her hands and knees trying to find it. She scrapes them. She has to find her dowry. Jesus wants us to see that as a picture of God. Think about God lighting a lamp, sweeping, trying to find us in our lostness. 
getting down on his hands and knees in the dirt if he has to, to find us. That is what moms would do, right? And that's what God does because he is a God who is faithful and a God who earnestly desires to forgive and bring about reconciliation. That's the kind of God he is. So we take this together and and realize that to to live in this truth, we have to reimagine life. You know, we don't really live out of logic. We live out of our imagination. And we we need to reimagine our lives with, with a God who rules the world in faithfulness and with a forgiving heart. God is faithful, which means he doesn't turn his back on you. He doesn't give up on you when things are tough. He stands by you and with you. God is forgiving, which means he's ready to bury the past and he's ready to give you another chance. Can you reimagine life with that sort of God? Not the hard unrelenting, demanding God with his arms crossed expecting you to finally get it right, but a God who loves us like our mothers, only more so, only better. What about that God? You may feel far from God this morning, What would you feel like if you could know and believe that God really is faithful and that God really is forgiving? How would you feel? And what would you do? What would you do? Here's my prayer. My prayer is that if you've not given yourself to God, I mean, if you haven't if you haven't opened your life wide open to him and invited Jesus Christ to be your Lord and your Savior, that you'll do it. And you'll do it because you know that you have a friend in heaven. You have a mediator. You have a Savior. And he is here by his Spirit. And if you receive him, everything can change. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we thank you that you love us well and you love us fiercely. We thank you that you love us with a faithfulness and a forgiving spirit that goes even beyond the love that our mothers have for us. We thank you for that. And we pray, God, that you would help all of us to reimagine life in, in, in light of that truth. And would you draw those who are hungry for a new start to take that step of faith and begin again. We pray all this in Jesus' name, amen.